from 87 Lafayette, it's Coronapod. I'm your host, Matt. And I'm Adam. So Adam, I kind of feel like you owe me an apology. Yeah, I'm sorry. Last night we got a little excited and uh, ended up the making... The smell was pretty bad. We ended up making three different kinds of pickled vegetables. We had pickled garlic, two different kinds of pickled cucumber, and I will admit the entire apartment reeked of vinegar. You know, I was up in my room and I noticed the smell and I could not really place it. And then I walked downstairs and it, it really hit me like a wall. What, I wonder if the neighbors noticed. What the... Uh, the thing is, you don't notice it when you're in the room. We yeah. were just boiling some garlic water, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until you pointed it out that... Mm-hmm. And I think what I'm really realizing is that we are learning new things. We are sensing things we didn't we necessarily are... sense things mm-hmm. before. You know, I actually... It's funny you mentioned that, because I noticed this today when I was standing. We, we've got a little balcony here at 87 Lafayette, which we're very fortunate to have given the circumstances, lets us get outside, which is good. But I was standing outside at about 7 p.m., and I noticed that I was, like last night, smelling a lot of different things, and I couldn't figure out what was going on because actually it smelled delicious, so good. And I was smelling Indian food. I was smelling roast chicken. I was smelling garlic and white wine and goat cheese. And I was smelling all these wonderful things, and I was like, are the restaurants downstairs cooking Indian food and white wine and garlic and goat cheese and roast chicken all at the same time? And and then I realized that everyone's home and everyone's cooking. And it's kind of weird. We're all separate in our little apartments, but we're all kind of experiencing these things together. It it reminds me of... 19th century novels that I would read where they talk about... I thought you were about to say it reminds me of the 19th century. No, no. Um, But where authors talk about all those smells in their community, and often in New York City they're talking about that. And here we are experiencing that again as people go back to cooking instead of the normal thing that you see, which is delivery cyclists and bells and so I love the idea of smelling food instead of just hearing the crinkling of now banned plastic bags. Yeah it it has been it has been kind of nice it's interesting how we're all adjusting to these new ways of living apart but also together in a weird way you know I I wonder Adam you and I both are in long-term relationships but I do wonder what it's like to be dating at this moment. I mean, is dating even going on? I don't know. What are you hearing from from your friends? I have a couple friends who have gone on e-coffee dates. So, really? So they have met on an app, and they have had the first date over Skype or Zoom. Um, I'm looking to get uh, this person <laughs> on the podcast with us so we can yeah, discuss... Yeah, you got to book them. Book uh, them for very soon. So we can discuss how it went. But I've also heard, and I think you can speak to this, that some people are taking a pretty all-or-nothing, aggressive approach here. Well, you know, I you know, I was talking to a friend, and they were saying that they'd been on this date right... They'd been on this amazing date, amazing date. Like, you know, sometimes you have a first date, and it just totally clicks, and you're like, this is great, I want to lean into this. And they had one of those last Friday, 
right before everything started to shut down. And, and they were really upset because they were like, you know, I felt like I was right at the beginning of something. And now I don't know. Is it going to continue? You know, what's going to happen? I, I have no idea. And do you, are they are they thinking about trying to maintain that so through they, the so internet? Or? So this person who they went on this date with uh, is at home with their parents um, for uh, you know for now. But maybe unsurprisingly, as is I'm sure a lot of folks are feeling, you know, it's close quarters. They're they're getting a little sick of being at home. They're trying to figure out what they're going to do next and. Uh, this friend of mine said, well, maybe they should move in with me. I think they've been on just a couple of dates, but, you know, no time like the present. I don't know if the world is ending. I, you got to act. It, it's rare that a third or fourth date is a 14-day, you know, quarantine. Right, but, but that is the idea. They'd quarantine themselves for 14 days together, and then they could go on to the next thing knowing that they didn't have the virus. And I said, you know, in that period, you will either fall madly in love or you will hate each other's guts, but it will be okay because it will only be 14 days. I, I would say I don't think those are mutually exclusive. I think you could fall madly in love and then hate each other's guts all within a 14-day period. It, it would be like a really accelerated relationship. It would be like watching a relationship on like 15x speed. Uh, I will say I read in the New York Times today that City Hall is still open for weddings People are still oh. getting married. And in fact, there are some people who are taking the opportunity that they don't have a job as the reason to go get married. I also hmm. have thought a lot about what dating apps are doing right now. And at first you might think, well, dating apps must have fallen off a cliff. No one can go on any dates. But dating apps are not meant for you to go on dates. Dating apps are for when you are incredibly bored and you are swiping <laughs> through people. So I think in fact now... I do wonder what engagement is, uh, is doing. I think on, engagement on is apps. through the roof. I think Hinge, Hinge always talks about how it is designed to be deleted. I don't think anyone is deleting Hinge right now. I think a lot of people are downloading it. Alright, well this is a good opportunity for us to reach out to our networks and listeners. If you know someone or if you are someone who's on a dating app and wants to talk about what it's like to be on a dating app in the middle of coronavirus isolation, let us know, and we'd love to have you or your friend on the show. Or the people you have been dating via the app online in this time. We welcome all voices. And who do we have tonight? So speaking of voices, we have my really good friend, John. John, who's a teacher, and uh, he's excited to be on the show, and... You know, I'm excited to learn about how teachers, how students are, are coping these days. So let's, uh, let's give John a call and see, see what he has to say. Let's just hope he picks up. Hello? John, welcome to Coronapod. Thanks, Matt. It's great to have you here. You've got, you've got Adam and Matt. Thanks for taking the time tonight. Of course. Good to hear from you guys, Adam Matt. Sending you virtual hugs. Oh, we're, we're sending virtual we'll, hugs We'll right send back, back some uh, virtual elbow bumps. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, okay. I so, hope you wash that elbow for 20 seconds, though. <laughs> 30 seconds. So, John, tell us just a little bit about yourself. What do you do? Uh, we know you're a teacher, but tell us a little bit more about that and, and what the past week has been like. 
Sure. I've been teaching at a public middle school in Brooklyn um, at this school for three years, been teaching five years now. Um, outside of school, you can find me either canoeing the Guanas Canal or sitting at Wing Bar. Those are my two establishments. <laughs> um, otherwise, yeah, we're dealing with some unprecedented times. So I teach seventh grade. It's a sixth grade middle school. Uh, humanities and special ed, and I also help oversee our advisory curriculum. My school, we're not one to do a lot of test prep, teach the test. We're all about um, deep dive, exhibition learning, project-based learning, interdisciplinary, and a lot, lot think a lot about social emotional well-being. Mm. So, how are so, you doing that? Yeah. Given that now, well, right now schools are closed, and I think distance learning is going to start up soon, how are you going to try to teach all those things which I imagine are harder to do online than just teaching to the test uh, for the rest of the semester? Right. If you, if you see what the Department of Education is saying, it's, they're saying that remote learning starts officially at next Monday the 23rd to give schools a week to figure it all out, if you will. Um, I'm fortunate to be a place where it's such a close-knit community. We're in constant contact with each other, students, families, teachers alike, where we have some we have some systems place. This is like a this is a good test for schools to see what systems they have already to rely on and where their shortcomings are. And to your point about how you know, how can we do this social-emotional learning? Uh, to quote, like, one of my coworkers from earlier this week where we've been meeting on Zoom, thank you, Zoom, for making give premium access free, uh, they mentioned that we got a we got a Glasser before we bloom. So what that means, there's William Glasser, psychologist, who has essentially these uh, these four needs, uh, or sorry, five needs, five, let's see if I remember them, belonging, power, need for freedom, need for fun, um, and need of survival. All five of those are relevant right now. Need for survival, we need to be safe, we need to have fun while we're stuck inside, and we still need to find a way to have that sense of belonging and feel empowered and free. Um, that's our priority right now. Before I move on to Bloom, Bloom Taxonomy is kind of like a common known term in teaching where you start with like memorizing material, then move your way up to the top where it's more like synthesizing, creating your own. We can't we can't expect kids to do that complex thought right now if they don't have those five needs from Bloom fulfilled. And so what my principal asked us and, you know, what I'd ask other teachers is like, what is your first assignment for students? What What is it going to be? Because this is nothing we've ever experienced before. You can't just be like, all right, um, we left off at lesson 16, time going to lesson 17. No, like we have to really take a step back um, and acknowledge, acknowledge the validity of the situation, acknowledge how students are feeling right now. Mm. You know, I'm wondering, John, what you're going to say to your students. Maybe you've already said it to them because I know, I know you talk to a lot of your students um, anyway, but when you last saw your students, it was, I, I imagine, Friday afternoon, Friday. Mm-hmm. and schools were still open and were supposed to be open, and then over the weekend, the mayor was saying schools are going to uh, be open, they're going to be open, and then Sunday night, 
uh, it was announced that they were not going to be open on Monday. And so, um, you know, that, that may have thrown you and thrown your students for a bit of a loop. So when you first talk to your students, what do you think you're going to say to them? And how do you think you're going to try to explain what's happening? How are you feeling? Um, emotions matter. Emotions are valid. I always start there. And I've already spoken to, I've spoken to every student in my advisory. Again, my school, self-emotional, every student is in an advisory with about 12, 13 kids. Um, and so that teacher me is like kind of the family's point contact. And so every teacher at my school has called all families by today. And so I've, I've, already, I've talked to families and I asked to speak to the student on the phone. Phone, I've heard from everyone. Um, I lead with how, you know, how are you doing? And you can't expect a kid to, you can't read a kid without seeing their face on the phone. Um, a lot of them will give you the, the classic male school response, good or meh or whatever. But they're, what's sinking in right now is that they realize how much they miss school, they miss seeing people. And so we're setting up a lot of systems to try to make social distancing feel less distant. So with every advisor at my school, we're setting up this same time at least once a week where it's like, you know, I'm here for this hour, let's all get onto Zoom together and have like a, an hour hangout session. On top of that, teachers set up office hours um, every day for students to reach out. And then students, sorry, teachers are going to do outreach to try to do some one-on-one or small group instruction with kids um, via online platforms. Right. Social distancing is physical distancing. It doesn't actually need to be true social distancing. Correct. Correct, correct. Um, Which... If you know me, like, I love technology, but I also think it's the demise of our generation. We need a, we need our boundaries. Um, kind of like breaking all the rules this week where all kids have my cell phone numbers, all this crazy stuff now to make it all happen. I was going to ask, I imagine trying to bring real things into the curriculum, real events, real things that are happening can make the experience and learning better for people. Are you thinking about using this entire situation as part of what you're teaching, or are you trying to shy away from that and try to stick to kind of the traditional material you would cover? My school, we never stick to the uh, traditional material, if you will. Um, And actually, we're in a unique position where we just ended a, a unit on misinformation and combating dominant narratives. And it culminated in students having to make a video clearing up misinformation. And we pivoted last minute back in, what was this, mid-February, where every student had to combat a, a misconception about coronavirus. So our seventh grade students are actually well-versed in what's going on in the world. They've created videos combating xenophobia, um, addressing how big a deal this is, um, addressing misinformation about about ways to keep yourself safe from the coronavirus. So we've tackled it head on. Mm. And what are, what are you doing, John, personally to tackle the, the isolation and the, the loneliness that's, that's part of what's happening right now? What, what are you doing outside of your work at school to keep yourself sane? 
I'm biking as long as the city lets me get out there every day. I had my rain pants on two days ago, biking in the rain, do that once a day. Um, on top of that, my I have to FaceTime my mother every other day or I am done. Um, but I'm optimist I'm John, but I'm trying to think new things to do in this crazy time. I'm trying to get better at Spanish, trying Duolingo and another app, using a chance to kind of personal enrichment. I also have a bunch of puzzles, so I can do that again and again and again and again. Well, thanks for all you're doing, John, and uh, and talk soon and, and stay healthy. Will do. Keep them the dream. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's good advice from John. You know, I think... I, I, I would say that the things he mentioned about what is necessary to have a successful learning environment don't just apply to learning. And I think that making sure that people feel safe and then making sure that people are still having fun and keeping all those things together in a work environment, too, is just as true. And it sounds like John is so lucky and his students are so lucky to have a institution that is set up that it sounds like will do so much better in this horrifying situation than I think a lot of the other institutions mm-hmm. that we have. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like, too, he's doing the little things day in and day out that are going to make this bearable and help us all get through it. So I think on that note, why don't we share something that we've been doing? Some call it the seventh inning stretch. Others call it the new new dance dance party. Exactly. And so we'll end this episode of Corona Pod with a little dance from what we did today. Thanks for listening. This is Corona Pod, and until next time, stay healthy.